This is Matthew Cratter from Bitcoin University. Today I wanted to answer the question, could Bitcoin bankrupt the US government? This is a question a number of you have asked. And this is a follow-up to my two previous videos about the US government launching a 6102 attack on Bitcoin and confiscating Bitcoin from Coinbase, another large US-based custodian. So be sure to check out these two videos, which I'll link to in the description notes below. Now, when President Roosevelt, when FDR issued Executive Order 6102 in 1933 and confiscated the gold of so many Americans, the U.S. dollar was essentially backed by gold at the time. So the question remains, what could possibly be the rationale for U.S. government 6102 attack on Bitcoin over the next 10 years, as I've postulated, especially since the U.S. dollar is not currently backed by Bitcoin in the same way that the U.S. dollar was backed by gold in 1933. So I think it's a very good question. A number of you asked, why might Bitcoin be a threat to the government? In order to answer that, we're going to do a simple thought experiment. Joe owns in his retirement portfolio, let's say that Joe owns 50% stocks, 50% U.S. treasuries, which are just U.S. government bonds. And then this year in 2024, he decides, he's heard all this news about Bitcoin, he decides to allocate 1% of his portfolio to Bitcoin, either to the ETF or to buying real BTC. So he sells off that 1% of his portfolio that's sitting in treasuries and he buys Bitcoin with it. So let's think through this. What's the marginal effect of his actions on these markets? Well, Bitcoin gets a little bit stronger against the US dollar because he's selling US dollars and buying Bitcoin. So Bitcoin goes up a little bit at the margins. Of course, it's very, very small for an individual, but we're just talking about buying pressure because prices are always set at the margin. So because he's selling US dollars, he basically sells treasuries, gets US dollars, and then sells those US dollars for Bitcoin. This drives Bitcoin up a little bit and the US dollar down a little bit. Now, if enough people do this when Bitcoin keeps going up, more and more people get interested in Bitcoin and more and more people become Bitcoiners. This is number go up technology. This is what attracts a lot of people to Bitcoin initially. Also, the other piece of his trade by selling some US treasuries to raise funds to buy that Bitcoin with, Joe is also pushing up treasury yields at the margin. Again, he's a tiny player, presumably, but if enough people do this, and again, price is set at the margins, it can have an effect. So bond prices down because he's selling treasuries, yields up marginally on these treasuries. So the US dollar is being marginally weakened against Bitcoin and the interest rate at which the US government must finance itself are forced slightly higher by Joe's actions. And you don't have to just apply this to the US dollar. You could apply this to any local fiat currency and government bonds. If you're enjoying this video so far, I just ask you to hit the subscribe button. That really, really helps. Hit the like button, leave a comment, question, suggestion for a future topic. Also share this video with a friend or family member. So this is just Joe we've been talking about dumping his treasuries and buying Bitcoin. And again, by doing that, he drives up the price of Bitcoin on the margins and he drives down the price and drives up the yield of treasuries, making it more expensive for the US government to borrow. So that's just Joe doing this on a very small scale. Now let's talk about MicroStrategy, which has been doing this over the past few years. A couple of years ago, Michael Saylor had a choice what to do with his large amount of cash. He had a choice of whether to put it into US treasuries. I've heard him talk about this on podcasts or put it into Bitcoin. If he'd put it into treasuries, he'd be down 30, 40, 50% on those long dated treasuries, just like the banks are and the insurance companies are. Instead, he put it into Bitcoin. And this was a lot of money. We're talking about his cost basis on Bitcoin is almost $6 billion. So that's $6 billion that went into Bitcoin and did not go into US treasuries. Now we're beginning to talk about some real money and real impact on the marginal pricing of Bitcoin versus US dollars and US treasuries as well. Now let's imagine that Tim Cook sees what Michael Saylor's been doing and he decides to do something similar at Apple. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. It's a natural fit. Apple 
and all of its forward-looking technology and Bitcoin with its forward-looking technology. So let's say Tim Cook decides to sell off that $24 billion uh, in U.S. Treasuries that Apple is holding and puts that into Bitcoin. This has a much larger marginal effect. It drives up the price of Bitcoin, and it also would drive down the price of Treasuries and make it more expensive for the U.S. government to finance itself. The important thing to remember is that someone always has to be holding a bond before it matures or is retired. It can't just be left in the woods somewhere. If you sell it, you have to sell it to someone. So if Joe or MicroStrategy or Apple is selling off some treasuries, someone else has to be buying them. And that's not going to be Russia or China at this point in time. After the Russia sanctions, it's probably not going to be Japan either, which has been selling off its U.S. Treasury holdings in order to try to defend the yen. There's this article in Bloomberg today, seizing frozen Russian assets over Ukraine war wins endorsement of legal ex experts. They probably didn't consult any Russian legal experts, but the larger point here is not political. The larger point is that this makes people less willing on the margin to want to hold U.S. Treasuries if they can just be frozen at any time. And again, we talked about Japan trying to weaken the dollar a little bit by selling its treasuries and prop up the yen. So these are two buyers. These are historical buyers of treasuries that aren't really buying anymore Russia, China, and Japan. So who is going to be the marginal buyer of this toxic government waste called U.S. Treasuries? As we said, someone has to hold this junk, but unfortunately it still offers a yield that's well below the true rate of inflation. CPI inflation, I believe now is below the yield on the 10-year treasury note, but that is not a true measurement of inflation. If you go to the grocery store, if you're spending money in daily life, you know that the true rate of inflation is much higher than three or four percent. So these U.S. treasuries across the curve, they really offer a yield below the true rate of inflation. So if you hold them, you're constantly losing purchasing power over time. And then if course, if the U.S. Treasury decides that you're bad, whatever that means at any point in time, and at various points over the last 50, 60 years, the U.S. has probably said every single country on earth is bad. If the U.S. Treasury decides that you're bad, it will freeze your treasuries and refuse to pay interest or principal. And at some point, every country on earth has been considered bad, as we said by the U.S. government. So if you're a sovereign buyer of U.S. Treasuries, you have to ask yourself, do you feel lucky, kid? So if no one wants to buy U.S. Treasuries on the margins, then you have to bring in the Federal Reserve, which is always the buyer of last resort. And the Fed's main job this last decade has been to print up huge amounts of fresh U.S. dollars and buy treasuries with it in order to help to finance huge federal budget deficits. So if Joe, MicroStrategy, Apple, and others are selling their treasuries, the Fed is going to need to be buying even more treasuries at the margin as the buyer of last result. And again, remember that Joe, MicroStrategy, and Apple are selling their treasuries on the margins to buy Bitcoin. So this directly puts pressure on the Fed to buy more treasuries. If the Fed's going to need to be buying more treasuries at the margin, the Fed will also need to be printing up more U.S. dollars at the margin to buy these treasuries with. So then we have to ask ourselves, what happens to Bitcoin when the Fed prints fresh U.S. dollars? Mucho U.S. dollars, only 21 million Bitcoin. And so Bitcoin's price in U.S. dollars appreciates as it has been doing since 2009 or 2010. This attracts more buyers and creates more long-term Bitcoiners who end up dumping their government bonds, their treasuries for Bitcoin as well. So this is really the problem. This is the doom loop that weakens U.S. dollar and or defunds the U.S. government by driving rates, interest rates too high. 
if the Fed doesn't intervene. But if the Fed does intervene, it weakens the US dollar against Bitcoin and against other currencies. If you want to see long-dated treasuries being replaced by Bitcoin as a savings technology and global reserve asset, all you need to do is take a look at this chart, which is breaking out. When this chart moves higher, that means Bitcoin is strengthening against US treasuries, long-dated treasuries, as expressed by the ETF TLT. When the chart is moving down, Bitcoin is weakening. We can see here it's breaking out to new multi-year highs and this is really bitcoin eating the world and eating treasuries as a global reserve asset and it hasn't even started yet this is just the very very beginning so now you can probably see why the u.s government might be interested in doing a 6102 attack at some point in the next 10 years it's really the only way to survive if america's biggest export which is toxic government paper treasuries is being replaced by bitcoin the u.s used to export real things now it just exports pieces of paper called u.s treasuries so it's the only way the u.s can survive if it's being replaced if its biggest export is being replaced by bitcoin so if you're interested in playing along at home this is what you can do you can sell some of your, your u.s government bonds and buy bitcoin with the proceeds that's not investment advice of course don't go crazy with it. Instead, consult your financial advisor, have a real chat with them. Maybe let them know that you're tired of funding the U.S. government and its wars and its degeneracy and that you'd like to revoke your loans to Uncle Sam. And no matter what country you live in, you can do this in your own country as well. If you're in Russia, if you're anywhere else in the world and you don't like your government, you can defund them. The least you can do is don't hold their paper and don't give them funding. If you're in the U.S., you can dump your Fed tokens. In other words, U.S. dollars, these terrible fiat tokens, and you can dump your government paper, U.S. treasuries, and you can move your family's economic life energy into ethical money like Bitcoin, money that's not controlled by bankers and suits. It's fine if you want to still play the game called voting, but before you do that, be sure to vote with your money first, because what the U.S. government listens to more than anything else is money, and you don't want to be funding an organization that you don't really like or respect. Postscript, what's the best way for a government like the U.S. government to be able to defend itself against this kind of attack? You won't be surprised actually that that government needs to buy and hodl Bitcoin because if a country has a lot of Bitcoin, it doesn't have to worry as much about these doom loops kicking in, but can rather benefit from them at the expense of other countries who do not own Bitcoin. So while China and Russia are accumulating a lot of gold, I would suggest that the U.S. government really starts to accumulate Bitcoin. That would be a very smart geopolitical play. And I don't know whether to wish that they do that or wish that they don't, but I do think that it's inevitable. And if they want to prevent a doom loop like this from happening, they're going to have to buy a lot of Bitcoin. In fact, everyone in the world is going to have to be buying a heck of a lot of Bitcoin in the coming years, whether they want to or not. The U.S. government may hate Bitcoin, but it may still be forced for geopolitical and geostrategic reasons to buy a lot of Bitcoin. Make sure you're ready for this because these are the really big nation state and central bank buyers coming in and they will dwarf even Wall Street. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to hit the subscribe and like buttons. Hit the notification bell if you want to be notified when I publish my next video. And let me know your questions and comments in the comment section below. Thanks a lot for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.